Pitch Pod. My name is Joe Janner. I'm here at, with my co-host Jeff Stebbins. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here with you, Joe. And I know you're looking forward to this week's match of the week. Our London Derby, Arsenal versus Spurs. This is a big game in the league. Match day six here. I, I think I'm even going to build probably as the with this picture being the biggest of the season for the campaign for the whole league in a sense of it brings two really well put together sides clubs that are competing will get right to it have a Arsenal in fourth place versus a Spurs in second and with similar points really only goal differential separating the two so I think that going into this we all got to be excited and again so I'm excited Jeff you're excited. Oh, yeah. I, I Like you said, this is the North London Derby, and this is what it's all about. And I know that we kind of talked a little bit before about the idea of where, I mean, before we get too far into the analysis and everything, but just even this idea that with Arsenal now competing in Champions League and having to play midweek versus a side that hadn't played during the week in terms of probably maybe one or two more additional training sessions. Do you think that's going to end up being a factor into this? Or are we just going to put put aside Champions League results? They, they did well. Arsenal beat their opposition 4-0 going to this. What, what are your feelings? What are your thoughts as far as the differences of having a team that has to go down to match day six, having played a game midweek versus one that hasn't? Yeah, I, I think you definitely have to take that into consideration. Uh, you know, think of – you know, how, how much they asked their players in those champions in that Champions League match, their defense. I mean, yeah, these are professional athletes. They're in top shape, but that's a quick turnaround, even for them, that it's they're being asked to do a lot. And I don't want to say that's going to have a huge impact on the game because, like I said, they are professionals, but you got to factor that in a little bit. There's going to be some fatigue factor. You know, looking at what Arteta went with in that game, really looks like a similar lineup that he would figure for the upcoming league contest. I think one of the bigger question marks, I don't know how, what, and there's not a whole lot that's been set aside from it's been really just managerial decision and it's the way things are going, but Ramsdale out, Rhea in, I don't, I don't know. Have you heard much about it? Like, what what is the determining factors? Is this again, like I just quote unquote managerial decision? Are there performance indicators or factors that we're not really keen to know in terms of this decision? Anything on your end you could, you could pick up on that? Yeah, that that's kind of the take that I picked up on as well. Now, you know, why did Arteta feel like he had to make that decision? I think that comes down to performance indicators. Ramsdale is obviously a great keeper, but um, maybe there's some errors that Artet has seen in, in going against stronger competition. He's just going with the decision that he feels most comfortable with against that specific team. So that is the main kind of topic of conversation there is Ramsdale's out for the time being, new keep in. But I think both of them are quality keepers and both are up to the task. Um, but I, I think it, I don't I think it's just strictly performance decision uh, i don't think there's anything else going on uh and besides that maybe filed under a good problem to have when you're with two quality 
keepers and it's just maybe <laughs> then making a decision which you feel in particular contests lends itself to providing best opportunities for the best result. I mean, that's like, like right? You fought under a good problem. I, I would follow it under a very good problem. Yeah, that's that's right. a good way to look at it. Maybe not such a good problem. I think some of the conversation, some of the talk is that we're looking at a Arsenal side is going to be minus Martinelli, though, due to injury. I think that he's almost been ruled completely out. Uh, I know Thomas Partey has also been injured. Without Martinelli, how does that change the composure? How does it change the face of Arsenal? No, you're, you're a big supporter. Talk about him when we go back to the World Cup, what he does with the Arsenal side. And I think he does bring a lot. I think a, a, the opposition surely has to plan for an Arsenal side with him versus one that doesn't have him. What are your, what's your take on an Arsenal side minus Martinelli? That's what we're looking at going into this, this game. Yeah, I, I know in the past I've definitely talked to Martinelli a lot, and he, especially last season. But, you know, there's some things that he does that, you know, kind of hurts the team too with as far as turnovers that I think you picked up on. Uh, so he will be missed. Uh, he creates opportunities. He can score goals. But I think it's going to take Odegaard stepping up, Sokka stepping up, and trying to fill in that role and – Great and facilitate opportunities. I think that's what it's going to take. What about you, Joe? What's your take on that? Well, you mentioned Odegaard. I think that's the first place I go to. I mean, he's been a strong contributive factor since he's been brought on with the club. Over the course of time, it gets better. I think I read an interview with Arteta just talking about how he continually improves and he continually can be, is a factor and as a distributor, you know, plays that 10. He's, he's there and, you know, there's opportunities for him. And when he does get those, he converts. And a big factor for Arsenal, I think, not only – this season, but has been and going forward. I, I'm really excited about Odegaard not having Martinelli. I mean, again, you have a Trissard, you have other players that could come in and play those positions. I don't think it's too big of a notch to not ha have them there. Yes, opposition is going to be planning for that, probably going, okay, well, that's one other aspect we don't have to think about. But yeah, you mentioned, again, I have to go back to the idea of how much Odegaard has an influence on the performance of an, this Arsenal side, probably bigger than maybe at the most. I mean, so goes Odegaard, so does Arsenal, really. If he has a good game, he's performing well you're going to probably see a, a good performance out of this squad. Yeah. And, and to be honest, what I'm most interested in for this upcoming match is, you know, strategically, how is Arteta going to handle Todd him? Because Son's such a great facilitator and, you know, Todd him's had some big wins as of late. So how is he going to handle that? And I, I, I would imagine that he's going to, well, I, I don't know what he's going to do, but it seems like in the past, teams that have kind of, I don't want to say allow, but permitted on him to have that possession that they desire, kind of go defensive heavy and then look to counter. It seems like that has been real. Uh, that's a problem that the Spurs have. They don't really have an answer to that, right? We know they like to possess, 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 but uh-oh, what happens if they get caught flat-footed? So I'm just wondering, do you think Arteta is going to take advantage of that game plan or how do you think he's going to approach this strategically, Joe? Well, I think Arteta so far in his tenure there has shown that he is a manager that is focused on the development of his squad. He's, he's very much looking at what he can do, what he can get the most out of his squad. He has always an eye on the opposition and what they do, but I think there's definitely a clear identity of how Arsenal want to play. I think it is. It definitely sent them to a situation where they will want to possess the ball. They will want to be on the front foot at home fixture. In this case, I think you'll see them come out looking to find different opportunities in different ways to go about it. And then how does Spurs set up to counter that? Yes. That may be something that they might have to make some changes, but I think it's going to be an Arsenal side with a clear identity, possess, play through the 
break through lines, play through forward, and get and get up clear goal scoring opportunities and chances. And again, with those players that are there, Odegaard, I mean, be, I think what's maybe an interesting man dress is it going to be an opportunity for Gabriel Jesus to start and Kedia? I mean, where where do you go with the number nine there that could have a bigger influence? But again, to answer your question, I think really Arsenal is going to play their game, go out there, try to get on the front foot, and not worry so much about what the Spurs are going to do because I think the Spurs. With their manager had been more open and more free flowing and wanting to possess the ball more as opposed to looking to opportunities to sit back and counter. I think it's going to be a pretty open game, maybe not within the first 10, 15 minutes, but I think that's what you can plan for as the course of the game goes on. Is how how open does it get, depending on if there's an early goal scored or does it take some time? I mean, could could be looking at a game going into the first half zero 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 or after the first half going to the second half zero zero, and then what adjustments are made from there, whether it be personnel, whether it be other tactical maneuvers that can counter what he did see from the Spurs, or more so opposed to already planning for what they're going to do. I think, again, overemphasize the point, but I think it's Arsenal really with a game plan, an idea, and a clear identity that's going to go out there and perform on this upcoming so, match. So they're coming out aggressive. They're looking to score right away. I, I could see that happen. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I really do think that that's where their mindset is. I think knowing, I mean, again, talked about it. Equal in points, just separated by goal differential. That both uh, we you know we go on on by the team two teams. They don't show up just not to win, but they they both really would like to have this as a as a win. Get the three points, class six pointer in a sense. And I don't think a draw for either one would be satisfactory. No, and and you know Arsenal's got a heavy chip on their back from last season. So if they're going to keep up with Man City, they they need every win they can get, especially against a quality team like the Spurs. So yeah, it's it's going to be a fun. A game. I think both teams are looking for that momentum boost. So I'm excited. As are hopefully everybody that's viewing and anybody that's a follower of the EPL, Arsenal supporters, Spurs supporters alike, should be excited about this. Jeff, do you want to make a prediction? Is it on you? Is it, I forgot where we're at. Is it you to make a prediction first this week? Or is it on me? I want to make a prediction after you make your prediction, Jeff. <laughs> so. Fair enough. And I think. I really have all but said it really in the sense of what I where I see this going. And again, I mean, probably taking some time to feel its way out early on, but then slowly building into more open game. Again, it could depend on the run of play if something were to come up and Arsenal were to go down. I don't see that. I see probably maybe in going into the first, excuse me, again, going to the second half, 0-0, zero, zero, but then opening up, both teams having a stronger desire in the second half based on what their performance was like in the first half to go for it and really open up and multiple goals being scored in this game. But I think the victor in this one will be the team that scores two. That's Arsenal scoring two, Spurs one. Arsenal winning this one, two one. I think that's a fair prediction. It's logical. I, I, that's probably the, where most people are betting that this game's going to end up. I'm going to go in a little different direction. I agree. There's going to be lots of goals on the field. There, you know, so many quality players on both sides that can put the ball away. You know, Richard, Richardson. For the Spurs has been stepping up. Sun's been stepping up. On the other side, of course, you have Saka, Odregaard, among others that can score. So I, I agree with your analysis there. I think it's it's going to be several goals throughout the game, not just one or zero zero. But I think the Spurs, under their new manager, I think they're shown some signs here of improvement. And even though they lost Kane, obviously, they they seem to be holding their own. And I think Arsenal's legs are going to be a little bit tired. So, you know, 
if it was a different situation later in the season, maybe I would change my prediction. But at this point for this match, I think this is going to end in a well-contested 2-2 draw. Okay. And that, I mean, that would be exciting. I think depending on how it goes, if it's a one team versus back and forth or somebody going up early and then having to, or maybe notching two and then the other side having to come back and get the two late. Maybe that's what you're almost indicating with Arsenal having to do more or having done more going back to initial conversation. How does that second half performance and those, some of those substitutions and those changes tactically and where they are and how they go about the second half can really make a difference. And I, fair enough, I can see a 2-2 draw on this one. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be fun. We're going to tune in. Hopefully everyone else gets a chance to tune in and – we can't wait to see what's going to happen. So till next time, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you like what we bring you here at the Pitch Pod, please do us a favor. Hit that like and that subscribe. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Thank you, everyone, and keep pitching out there. In a game, the round ball, round posts, anything can happen.